honest to God, what you're saying is true. When you don't have money, all you think about is money and you are 100% compromised, even if you don't realize it. December 25th, 2018, it was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets, and yet I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Okay, fun. How do you want me to introduce you? I am a pastor, but I really struggle with people introducing me as a pastor. Introduce me as a pastor. It's fine. Pastor Courage Molina. It's fine. I love that. I want to introduce you as a pastor. I am. You're, you'll, I be am the, <laughs> you'll be the first pastor that I've ever interviewed on the podcast. And because most probably of the, the people that listen came from organized religion and probably are teetering on more just claiming being spiritual. I think like you are kind of such an interesting bridge of getting to have it's both like you're, you're the, the spiritual freedom that I think that they were craving. I feel like I'm already introducing you. Hi guys. We're on. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the unruly entrepreneur. As I was just mentioning, Pastor Courage is on with us today. We're introducing her as a pastor. This will be the first time I've ever introduced a pastor on the show and interviewed a pastor on the show. But as I was saying, like you're kind of that bridge of, I think what people are feeling around organized religion and what they're craving, what they're, or what they're feeling, they're knowing inside of their soul is more of this like sensation of freedom around the life that they want to live. And you kind of just embody what it is that they were seeking without letting go of your Christianity in the process. Right. So I love that. And so just to give you guys some background, I'm telling you guys, I filled up a whole roster of speakers just from going to Rachel Luna's (laughs) event, Confidence Activated. So the first time that I ever met Pastor Courage was at Rachel's event, she stood on stage for 10 minutes, blew my mind, literally like took me to church and was saying some things about wealth that I was just like, this conversation doesn't get had an, I don't think it gets have enough period in any community, but especially Christian communities, um, around it being 
you, you had said you'd use the words, like it can feel anti-Christian to also want to be wildly wealthy. I don't think yeah. you used the word wildly. I think I tossed that one in there, but no, I say wildly all the time. So I'm right. also, okay, and great. I also say massive to build massive amounts of wealth. Massive. I think that feels anti-Christian sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with, well, can you share a little bit about your story about how you became a pastor? Cause that's really inspiring as well. Yes. Um, I like to say I got it in the mud, which really means like I didn't go through a program. I didn't go through seminary school and I have nothing against that. I think that's great. It just wasn't my journey. I was in a very dark place, suicidal, despised every breath that I took. And my like, okay, God, we're going to try this. It was really my last ditch effort. Like, okay, I'm not really feeling you. Let's let me just test you out. And but I got this feeling like I grew up in church, but I never really grew up getting to know God for myself. Everything mm-hmm. I knew and believed or thought about my relationship or even just like how God was came from somebody else. And so I just kind of started on this journey where I was studying my Bible every day. I was devoting 10% of my day, two hours and 24 minutes a day to just studying the word just for myself, not so I could be like, super cute Christian or be like, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. I just wanted to, like, I'm trying to test this thing out for myself. And there were so many things that I read and that I learned from that. And when I came out on the other side, I'm like, holy crap. Like people don't know this. There's no way. There's no way that people who believe in God know this. And they still just out here living these, like these sad lives. There's no way they can know this. And that started my journey with like serving through Bible study. I did uh, faith coaching for entrepreneurs, all of that in 2020, um, you know, the world shut down and I really miss leading Bible study. And I have a really good friend who was like, you don't miss it. I'm like, shut up. I do. She's like, how can you miss something? You can start anytime you want. She's like, that's just a lie. You're just lying. She's like, cause if you missed Ooh. it, then you can start it. And I was like, first of all, don't be so disrespectful. Second of all, let me send me <laughs> Don't say, be so disrespectful by dropping so the truth. Ouch. Okay. Uh, and I sent text messages out and that's where it started. We started on Zoom. We are an online global church for women. And uh, I've been ordained for a, for a minute, for a few years, even though I never said that. People didn't know that. Did a couple weddings, but it was like, don't tell people because I still was wrestling with some of the ideas of what I needed to look and sound like. And I don't really look or sound like what I thought, but there was just so much freedom in reading the word. Like the Lord is funny, bro. Like the Bible is something like, like it is something else. And I think if we really understood it, we wouldn't not do the things that we've been called to do. And so that's how I came into pastoring. I wanted other women to feel the freedom that I was just starting to, I was still coming into my own. I wanted them to feel the freedom that I was starting to feel, you know? What was one of those things where you're like, if people don't know this, like people should know this. Like what was one of those just moments where you realized like there was something that just pierced your heart differently? I'm very sassy. And one of the things that I felt like people don't know is that being a Christian does not mean you don't have a smart mouth. And I had a smart mouth coming up. Like I was born with this mouth. I was born <laughs> this way. So, so to be, to like grow up feeling like I have to change, not just like, yes, change my life. Okay, I get it. But like change my personality and just be like, hey, sweet friend, 
that is not like ain't nobody saying that I, that's just it ain't it man mm-hmm. and so to know that I could still be sassy that Jesus had a clap back like my clap back ministry is on a hundred bruh and so to know that like, <laughs> Jesus had a clap back ministry I'm like yes here's what the clap back I'm just like Jesus when I clap back you like that look at me being like my lord that to me like that was something that <laughs> She's Can like, you guys see why I was like, I have to have her on? <laughs> She's like, what is happening? Yeah, that was that was everything for, for a girl like me. That was everything for me. Um, that was one that was huge for me. You know, I know a lot of people are used to hearing me talk so much about business, but I feel like there's so many parallels always. And what you just said to me that I feel like whether you are... Christian, whether you're spiritual, whether you are whatever, it doesn't matter what your belief systems are. What I just heard is that you said that you realized that you could do exactly what you wanted to do in the way that you were already resourced and that you didn't have to become anyone else to have what you wanted. And it became your brand. Yes. And I'm going to dare say, like, I feel so much more connected to you then I want to say 95% of the Christians in my life, because you're, you're not trying to put on a facade. There's no, like the resonance of the realness that I get from you is so pure that I know that you're making a deeper difference in, in other people's lives because of it. So you use that as a tool versus something that could have been a bridge that was keeping you away from the thing that you knew that you really wanted yeah let me just say this let me just break this down real quick the truth is the truth is there was a purpose in this world there was something that this world needed um whatever and it was going to require a certain type of person and so there the lord was like oh let me make andrea so he made you like exactly the way you are for the purpose that he created you for. It's not like an application. We are not auditioning for our purpose. Like that's not a thing. I was literally made for this. So that means that he had a lot of personality options that he could choose from. He wasn't like, oh, I ran out of sweet and nice. So I guess I'm just gonna throw out this saucy girl. Like, no, he had all the things at his disposal. He was like, you know what? She gonna be funny. She gonna have a smart mouth. She's going to love a rap beat. Let me just drop all these things in her. And I am creating her for this very specific purpose. And I think that when we get into a space where we are faking, whether that's a space of like wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it doesn't allow you to be all that you've been created to be. And one of those things is wildly successful. And I know people don't like to hear that, but I, especially, you know, people of faith, I'm, I'm talking to you about word, not my feelings. This is not how I feel about something. This is what the word says. We were created to be wildly successful. That means I got to be myself to get there. So hi guys, I'm myself everywhere I go. I am this everywhere I go, right? Because I want to be wildly successful and wildly fulfilled in the things that I do. I'm going to have massive impacts. I want to build a legacy of wealth, like, and I can only do like the easiest way for me to easiest way for me to do that is to do it as myself, uh, like show up 100% the way I am without apologizing and without like hesitating, you know, a hundred percent. And you guys just to bring you into what I saw the second that she grabbed a microphone and stood on stage was, it was almost 
dragged that microphone behind you for like effect and like this saucy, like hip side to the side, making sure people fucking saw all of you. People felt all of you. There was not a piece of you that was left off of that stage for the hopes that you would be accepted, liked, and not judged. You showed up 100% yourself. In fact, you made the whole audience pause and applause at how good you looked. (laughs) (laughs) Take it in, take it in. Take Take it in. in. (laughs) Uh, Were you always that confident? Absolutely not. I was uh, a lot skinnier coming up like in high school. I was a teen parent. So I put on weight as a teen parent. When I say teen, I mean, I was pregnant at 15. I had been 16 for like 10 days when I gave birth to my first kid. And after that, I just put on, I continued to put on weight. And there was a time I hated the mirror. Um, there was a time where I was smaller than I am now. I won't try to catch this. I was actually smaller than I am now. And I just I didn't even have clothes that fit. Everything I bought was for a smaller size. Everything I did, I was always in a diet. I'm on a hot dog diet, grapefruit diet, air diet, whatever. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 30 minutes. So I'm going to buy these things that are five sizes too small. But when I came out of that depression, my time in the word changed me in a way. But like, don't nobody look better than me. I ain't saying you ain't cute, but I'm saying don't nobody look like that ain't it. It's just, that's just not a thing. Like, girl, bye. You might be cute, but if you a 10, I'm a 10. We both 10, see, that's what it is. We're both, <laughs> like, at this present size that I am right now, I can say that I love every inch of me, every role, every, like, child, man, stop. Like, you just, you try to tell me I ain't the baddest chick yet. Like, you are lying. You're blind. Like, stop. It's just not a thing. Um, Because I realized that I was created this way intentionally. Right yeah. down to my genetics and metab, like just all of those things were handpicked for me. And I'm a, I'm a marvelous work. I don't take, I think that's the difference, right? The difference that you see, right? That you feel is that I actually believe what I read. I'm not just reading it because it's a part of my culture or because it's a part of my routine. I literally believe with every fiber of my being that I'm an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> like. I actually believe that I'm not like, I'm actually remarkable. I believe that. So how else can I show up? Like I came to bless the people. Praise God that you have eyes to see. But the (laughs) Lord, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Right. That's true. Yeah. I have such a great bullshit um, meter when people lie. Like I can tell when you're lying to me. I can tell when you're lying to you. I can tell when you're lying to the people. I believe you. I believe that you believe that you are a masterpiece. And I think that other people start to believe that about themselves because of your certainty. And I think the people with like the deepest, richest, most certain certainty are the people that pull people forward, are the people that magnetize people into better states for themselves. I said something on social a few days ago, or at some point I said, you're, you're worthy of having money, even if you don't want to do altruistic things with it. How do you feel about that statement? I love that. Tell me more. This idea that we were all created to have money for the sole purpose of giving it all away and not enjoying things. It's just a line of crap. And it's Mm -hmm. not even supported by creation, right? There are so many things like, I don't know where you live, but if you look outside, there is something that is absolutely amazing that didn't have to look that good. That was created 
truly, truly, truly just for your benefit, just for your enjoyment, not because it needed to be that great, not because it needed to be that enjoyable. Like I love alpacas. Do you think the Lord created those? Like they don't have to be that cute. Come on. It's not <laughs> like they're just cute and funny. It's just like for the sheer enjoyment of it. And so I want to be wealthy so I can enjoy so that I can do more things that I can, that I enjoy. So I can have more things that I enjoy. And I don't need to tell anybody that I plan to do great things with it. I think we lead with that. Like, oh, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to do da, da, da. It's not your business what I do with the money that God has given me the ability to, to build. If that's not your business. That's one of, that's first and foremost. What I do with mine ain't your business. What you're doing with your money is literally no one else's business. And like, we were meant to enjoy this life. Mm-hmm. And if your enjoyment is giving it all the way, my cash up is Courage Molina One. <laughs> Put it to the church, Dose of Courage. You can go to the website, boldfaithchurch.org. If you want to unload yourself, that's what you, that's how you have a good time. Like, I just want to do nothing but give my money away. I am here to serve you in that way. Um, but I, I want to like live a life that I absolutely enjoy. And that for me, does not mean giving it, giving everything I have. That is not, it don't mean that for me. I went through a phase where I was giving so automatically because if I didn't, it felt like a conflict of identity. And that meant that I was either a good person if I did and a bad person if I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't giving from, I wasn't even asking God where to give my money. (laughs) It was just like, give it. It was like this, like, this urge, like projectile vomiting it out to somebody else, because it like, it was like, I was, I had this allergic reaction to having it because it conflicted with my identity of wanting or needing to be a good person. And because of that, I was having so many people like random strangers on the internet. I built this whole, like give back movement with my business when I first started, Um, and I just saw actually one of my like 12 days of Christmas giving challenges pop up on Facebook from like years ago, but I did it to the point to where I was so afraid to tell people no, that I compromised my ability to earn so that I didn't have to, Mm -hmm. I made myself small and broke so that I couldn't give anymore because that felt better to me than telling people no, and just pausing and asking God where to give and just letting that be my guidance. That sucked. That is so like, that is so sad to me. Do you know what I mean? Like that's just, cause that's just not, it's not in alignment with how we've been created. Um, What you are talking about is like being God to people. I'm God to you. If when I build this wealth, I have to give it every single place. But the truth is sometimes, and you don't have to like it, but this is what it is. Sometimes a difficult season is what grows us. And so I may be up right now and you're in a difficult season. And my telling you, no, it's something that's going to aid in your growth right? It's going to aid in you learning whatever it is you need to learn. Because the truth is anything that God wants you to have, he's going to provide it for you. And it doesn't necessarily have to come from me. I am such a believer. Like you do not even understand. When I tell you, I believe in God, I mean that. So I don't feel like I need to save everybody. These people do not belong to me. These are these God's kids out here. So if I don't, if the Lord hasn't placed it on my heart, to give or to serve in a place, I say, no, I just, I'm so quick with a no with my money and my time and my talent. I say all the time, I don't owe anybody. I owe nobody. My kids are young adults. 
I don't owe a soul to do anything for them. Anytime I'm giving, I, I promise you, it, it might seem like altruism, which I think is just not a real thing anyway, but there is a part of us that is receiving something. We're getting something that serves a purpose when yeah. we give, even in our own lives. And so yeah. I give and I serve and I do those things, but I don't owe anybody. I don't owe nobody nothing. I just want to have a long pause after that. I don't owe. Can we all just repeat after courage, please? I don't owe a soul nothing. <laughs> nothing. Thank <Yeah>. your kid. <laughs> that was so good. You're right. I've been taking care of other other people. I've been taking care of God's kids instead of my own. Like, yes, yeah. but you're right. And I feel that way too, even with my even with my children, with my dad, I was, I recorded a podcast on this recently around like my dad is still kind of where he always was financially. And there's moments where I'm like, I could fix that. He needs his truck fixed. He needs just all kinds of different things. And there's part of me that just wants to be like, I could Venmo him that in 10 seconds and it would be no big deal to me. And I'm grateful to be able to say that, but also is this is this where my hand really feels guided or am I like projectile vomiting again? I have to, I have an opportunity to slow down, pause and ask to make sure that I'm actually really helping someone. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about altruism and like what we're actually getting when we give thinking that we're being so like morally altruistic and really it's like rooted in selfishness, which I'm here for. Yes. Listen, it feels so good. Just don't like stop lying. There yeah. is some probably there's probably some type of chemical hormone release where there is some type of high from yeah, yeah. giving and doing things for other people. Um, it feeds a story that we have, right? So if I'm not giving from a healthy place where it's just exciting for me to give, sometimes I'm giving because I want to be a martyr. But there is something that there is some pleasure, there's some benefit that I get from being a martyr. Now it might be dysfunctional, destructional and toxic. That's cool. But people are out here struggling with drug addictions all the time. So that's a drug addict. That's an addiction, right? I always want to be the one doing something. I want to give to you so I can sit around and say, well, you know, I just, I just help Andrea so much. And girl, I ain't even got no money left to help myself. I just be giving, I give to my girl. I ain't even got no good underwear for myself. I'm just giving like, there is some joy, right, in being in that space, even if it's twisted. That's not all. That's not altruism. I'm doing it for something in return. And guess what? We were created to be expected. The word of God tells me to expect something. I expect that when I sow a seed, whether it is of my time, my talent, or my money, I expect to reap a harvest. That is the system of this world. That's That's a kingdom system too, not just like, you know, a worldly system. That's a kingdom system. When I give something, I am sowing a seed. I expect for something to, I expect to reap a harvest, whether that's warm and fuzzy feelings or admiration or notoriety or loyalty or whatever it is. When I do something, I do have some type of expectation. That's just, I was made that way. I was made this way. I didn't make charge people $500 for that rant that you just went on, because I bet you just broke some people's brains and freed them in about 97 seconds. What's what's your cash app again? (laughs) Right. Holla at your girl. Okay. You want to unload yourself of all these things? Like I'll take it. Thank you. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll link your cash up in the show notes. Don't worry. Hit a sister up. And this right here, these conversations, this conversation, all these things we're talking about. This is what I knew. I knew that women of faith could not know what I know about the Bible because if they did, then they would move differently. They would yeah. move in a more free way. They would have more freedom, you know? Mm-hmm. And they don't. I'm like, oh, you bound because you don't know. You out here not making money because you misquoting scripture. You are bound because you don't know. Yes. Ugh. That is like the message of my soul. You said so succinctly. <laughs> And like why I exist on this earth is like, what is bound, let be unbound. And like, that is, I want to unbind people emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, physically, we're all walking right around so deeply bound because of ignorance or because of conditioning and programming and, and all of that shit. But that was so succinctly and beautifully said. And I, I just want the whole world to know that we're, there's, so long ago, there were these ideas and constructs, and I don't know how they were created. Created, I don't know if it was intentionally manipulative. I don't know if it was unconsciously manipulative. It doesn't matter, but they're rooted, these belief systems and these ways of operating in manipulation to control behavior, even in the way that we innocently do as parents, mm-hmm. where it's like, we give all this praise when when our children do things the way that we want them to do it. And then we have some sort of punishment when they don't behave in the way that we want them to. And it's creating this belief system of going into the world, not enough, which is it's a bind Yes, for people. Absolutely. Your and what behavior like? dictates your worthiness. Yes. What would it look like? And this is just what I ask my community all the time. What would it look like if you really believed what you said you believed, right? Well, like, how would you show up differently? If you really believe these things that you say, how would you show up differently? If you really believe that you were created with a purpose, how would you show up? If you really knew that all I do is win, there is no such thing as losing. Like who is, I don't lose. That's just not, that's not, it's just more false things. Like these are just lies. Even when it looks like I'm losing, please check your eyes. I'm winning. Even when it looks like you're down, right? Even when it looks like you are down, you are winning. What would that look like? What would it look like if you showed up in your life like you could not lose because you believed you were created for greatness? How would you show up in your marriage with your kids, with your finances? What would that look like for you to build wealth, right? Let's, can we talk about money? Always. <laughs> Let's talk about money, right? So there is this scripture that gets uh, misquoted. There is nothing that boils me more than a misinterpreted, misquoted scripture. Like, if you want to know what's going to get my blood boiling, that's it right there. This thing where it's like the root of all evil, right? Like money is the root of all evil. I hear that all the time. Well, you know, money is the root of all evil. First of all, that's not even what the scripture says. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. So that one little thing sets us up to run from, to self-sabotage, to show disdain for wealth and anybody who has it. It's the thing that keeps us from building wealth, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because if I have all this money, that means that I'm evil and I'm not close to God. Like all of these misinterpreted things where in the beginning, I'm just talking like right from the beginning, 
God is saying for us to be fruitful and multiply, he's not talking about popping out babies. I mean, certainly kids are a blessing. God bless us. You know what I'm saying? God bless the people. You know, that's great. Wonderful. I'm certainly not looking for a blessing like that at 41. But like, I get it, right? But that's not where it stops. What he's saying is we are to create and produce something with our lives. Mm -hmm. And so if I was meant to serve in a way, how would I know whether or not I was successful? Let's take a seed, right? If I put a seed in the ground, I know that that seed is successful when it does what? When it produces fruit. What makes, how will I know if the seed is really successful? How much fruit it produces. So what does that mean? The more fruit that is produced from a seed, the more successful it is. And if I'm called to bear fruit, it stands to reason that the same applies to me. If I'm out here serving in the marketplace, everybody can work at the church. I'm not talking about the church. Everybody can work at the church, people. Okay. Some of y'all got to work outside the church and that's okay. If I'm called to the marketplace, bearing fruit looks like serving people in such a way, right? That it brings in this thing that we exchange when I provide a service for you, which happens to be money. The better I am at it, the more money I will earn. This is, this is building wealth. And if we're not, we're supposed to, you know, serve and give and support. As a pastor, I love to talk about the importance of building wealth because the Lord says 10% comes to the church, praise God. But y'all giving 10% of $5. And then the church can't do what the church has been called to do because everybody hasn't been called to take care of the poor and the this and the that. The church has been though. And you know why the church can't? Because at the same time, the church is trying to take in 10%. We taking in 10% of $100. We taking in 10% of $5,000, you know, a year. We're taking in 10% of that. How can I serve? Do you know I went to Publix one time? Can I tell you this? I went to Publix. I love Publix. And I got my groceries. And I got to the front of the line. And it's my time. And I don't have my card. And so I looked at her. And I smiled. I said, well... They tell me I have a million dollar smile, but you can keep the change if you let me take the food. And I said, like that. And she was like, ma'am, I cannot take that as a form of payment. You have to use something else. So do you know what I had to do? I had to go out to my car and find my wallet and get my card and come back and give her money in exchange for something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can do more when I have more. That's just Not the truth. Not just because you have more to give, but also financially, I mean, but also because when I'm broke, I'm afraid. And when I'm afraid, I'm compromised. I don't have access to all my gifts. Literally just, you know, paying attention to the way the body responds to fear. Blood drains from the brain. When blood leaves the brain, I get dumb. If I'm dumb, I'm not logical. I'm not creative. I'm not useful. I'm not supportive. I'm not intuitive. I don't have energy. I don't have focus because my focus is only on one thing. I'm broke. Yeah. So what the fuck am I going to do with that? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Except for, (laughs) except for amplify the fear of just being broke. How many people are waking up with spinning thoughts the second that their feet hit the floor because they were broke yesterday and they're still broke today and they think they're going to be broke tomorrow too. Yes. Been there. Done that. I did not get a t-shirt, but I'm not interested in going back. Like I came, mm-hmm. I grew up in, in government housing. I was in poverty. I think that's a great experience for, you know, some people, but my time there is done. It was great while it lasted, but it's time for me to live in a different manner. And 
honest to God, what you're saying is true. When you don't have money, all you think about is money and you are 100% compromised, even if you don't realize it. And I don't mean like, oh, you are doing these things that are morally bankrupt for money. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you say yes to things you don't really want to say yes with that aren't really in alignment. You allow for things to go on. Why? Because you're afraid. It's why we see so much injustice in all the places, right? We talk about discrimination, men, women, LGBTQ, Blacks, like we see that. Do you know why? Because the people who are on the front line are consumed with poverty. They cannot afford to speak up as a teacher. They can't afford to say, it is not okay that you treated that girl that way. It's not okay that you are, they can't afford to say that. Why? Because they need their job, Mm -hmm. right? Like poverty just... It's like a cancer. It permeates every area of your life. Every place that you are meant to bring light to is just consumed with darkness. You just cannot. You just, you can't. You are stuck. And that's definitely not how we are supposed to be. Like, I just, we just were not made to live that way. It's not, that's just not it. Yeah. When you're broke, you're not a problem solver. You're a problem ruminator. You're just marinating on the shit that exists instead of being able to think like, how can I cause, create, inspire change? I like to use the idea of like, if our life had like a valuation on it, as far as like the amount that financially it could be worth in terms of like how we cause change in relationships, in our business, even in our, in our jobs, if it had like a price tag on it, every single time that we do something that we don't want to do, the valuation goes down because our energy is compromised. But when we have more energy, the valuation goes up. So by saying no to things that feel like obligatory, you're actually creating a higher valuation in everything in your life. And you are going to just reap more fruit from that. And that fruit you can donate to Courage's Cash App or like whatever it is that you want to. Whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. No, I, I love that you say that because this is why I do what I do, because there's there is a fear that is crippling, right? Mm-hmm. I know I want to say no. I know I need to say no, but I have so much fear of the journey that's gonna come behind that. No, I'd rather just keep the devil that I know. I'd rather just keep this pain and this discomfort that I'm used to than exchange it for a season because it's not forever. Do you know what I mean? Exchange it for a season of discomfort and growth and transition and pivoting so that I can be at this place where I have this, I'm vibrating at a higher level and I'm earning at a different level and I have this different level of energy and freedom. There is like people are sincerely crippled by fear. And for the believer, you know, that that's a faith issue. It's not a, it's, I work with women all the time. They just, people, we just lie. That's what all we do, child. We lie to ourselves all the day. <laughs> that's just like our favorite thing to do. The reason I can't do this is because I don't have the right system. I don't have my website, my colors, my this, my that. It's all just crap. You can make it work with what you have until you can get those things. There is literally nothing that you need to be doing right now that you don't have the resources for. That's just not true. Whatever it is you need to be doing right now, you have whatever you need to be able to do that thing to to completely change your life. But it's scary as crap. And Mm -hmm. so say, well, it's not my time. Well, you know, money, that's evil anyway. Look at these rich people. That's what's that's what's wrong with the world. These wealthy people, they just like that. That's now I'm just sitting over here lying to myself. 
comforting myself about not being in a place where I'm going to make those moves. And that for me, that's a faith issue. That's got nothing to do with resources, tools, network. I don't need to know anybody. Do you know who I know? I know the plug. God knows everybody. I don't need to know nobody but him. Let me just tell you something. Oprah Winfrey will wake up one day with my name on her mind and be like, oh my gosh, I just woke up and this girl's name, I never even heard her. I'm going to Google it. I would be there like, hey, Oprah, what's up? Like, I know the plug. I don't, there isn't anything else I need. If I need to get in a room with somebody, if I need to connect, if I need something, I know the plug. So there's really no reason for me not to be able to do things or move. It's just, it's, it's a lack of faith, man. And it's sad. I have like the weirdest chats with God. I'm going to tell you one of the, one of the requests that I put in. Okay. And you guys can totally take this. You know how there's a whistle that only dogs can hear the sound of it. Yes. It's like that whistle is connected with a specific ear that needs to hear it, that can hear it. So I asked God to install a whistle in every single one of my podcast episodes that the exact people that needed to hear it would hear it. And I just like almost never promote my podcast and we're probably close to like 10,000 downloads in just like a couple of months since we've launched. I hardly ever talk about it. I'm telling my team was like, we should do this more regularly so that everybody knows exactly when they're going to come out. And I'm like, no. And they're like, but you know, the downloads would increase. And I was like, no, you guys don't know. Like God put a whistle in. <laughs> the whistles it. already exist. We're going to be at a, a million downloads by next year. I'm telling you guys, install the whistle. <laughs> no, I love that. And that's literally what I said today, right? What that's th- today I'm putting my makeup on. I did this for you. I'm putting my makeup on and I'm like, okay, God, just let everybody who needs to hear what we're going to talk about, just let them hear it. Like bring them yeah. in, let them figure it, like fall into it we've all experienced that. We're like, oh my gosh, this seems like such a coincidence. No, it's, it's a dog whistle. It's not a coincidence <laughs> that you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that. It's not a coincidence. It's a dog whistle. That's how you ended up right here at this right time to hear this message right now. It's not a coincidence. It is programmed directly to the frequency that you needed to be able to find it. And so I absolutely, that's big faith. Yeah. And, and it's choosing it's big faith, but it's also causing activation because like I can have belief systems, but also I'm asking. And then I'm walking in alignment with knowing that it's been given with expectation. I love that you use that word, like with expectation that it's being given to me and not because I need that to prove something to myself because there's some form of lack. So there's gotta be like that conversation too. It's like, I'm not asking because I'm in lock. I'm asking because I'm in so much abundance that I just want to like cause abundance for other people. And I'm not even talking financially. I'm more talking from, um, emotionally, emotional abundance, as well as community abundance. I think that's where I feel the most abundant is like with the people that are in my circle. And I have a really fucking big circle of cool. Uh, I tell people I've been saying this for 10 years. You guys can take this too. This is like the dog whistle. I tell people I'm collectors of gems of human beings. So I always find like the most talented people in every niche. So I have like the most talented photographer friends. I have the most talented business friends. I have the most talented therapist friends. Like Dr. Connolly is like the most talented therapist on the planet. And the day that I met him and started studying RRT, I'm on a zoom, just like we are on right now. And I'm looking at him. My brain is like melting, fucking <laughs> melting by the shit that he's saying. And I'm like, for the first time in my life, number one, my brain's being exploded. I have no idea what's going on, but I know for sure that I finally just heard truth for the first time. 
that's how it, probably the way that you felt when you read the the Bible. Yes. I felt when when it came to healing um, and different healing modalities, I felt like I was finally hearing truth for the first time. It was the only thing that ever made sense to me. And I looked at him. He had no idea who I was, just like little Andrea somewhere in the other corner of the planet. And I said, I'm going to make that man my friend and I'm going to put him in my pocket and I'm going to take him everywhere I go. And now we text and call each other like every single day. He's in my pocket. I take him everywhere I go. And we have dinner at least like once a month. He's truly become one of my best friends. He just sent me an espresso maker for Christmas. You guys, he's the cutest. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that you speak about abundance. Like, you know, in my space, we always pick like a word for the year. What's the word that the Lord has given you for the year. And I have my word for 2023. And I think it's probably going to be my word for forever. It's flourish, but I love that you use the word abundance in this space when it comes to community and the people that you love, because I just don't think that we really get how widespread this life of abundance is supposed to be. It's not It's supposed to be in every single area of your life. We are called to have abundance in every area of our lives, not just one or another, like every area. I love it. I absolutely love that you recognize that I'm here for it. Like I'm absolutely, I want the best of everything. Do you know that? I want the best. I'm like, yes, what's this? I want the best of absolutely everything. I want the best experience. And I know what it was like to kind of downplay that desire and to just choose things like, girl, I just flew coach. uh, And I used to fly coach all the time. I've literally only been flying first class for like five minutes. So let me just be honest here. But Mm -hmm. I have been flying first class for five minutes. And then I flew coach. When I tell you, I was like, I got to take my shoes off. Wait, <laughs> wait, you don't <laughs> have TSA. Yeah, I do. But what, listen to, I do have TSA, right? Okay. But when you fly coach, it doesn't always come up TSA pre-check. Every single time I fly first class, it comes up every single time. Yeah. But when, cause I got my known travel. When I fly coach, it's like flip a coin. I might be, I might not be. And this time it was a knot. Okay taking my shoes off, getting pet down. I'm like, this is just not the experience that I want to have. And I don't have to justify that. I just want to have the absolute best experiences and abundance in every area of my life because I call God my dad. Cause my dad said I could like, that's (laughs) it. That's all my daddy. He said I could have all the things. I want all the things, you know? My team and I say sky daddy. That's so funny you say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sky daddy. (laughs) You're my bear. Man, when my assistant picks flights for me that don't have first class, I'm like, do you like your job? Like, I love you, but do you like your job? Like, listen, I hear you. It's a different thing, but uh, for me, it starts with faith. Like for me, that is where I found myself. That's where I found myself. And I'm so amazing, girl. You don't even know. It's where I found myself. It's where I fell in love with myself. And I decided that I wanted to treat myself to all the things that I could, that I would give myself everything that I could, right? I'm like that with my children. I've always been like that with my kids and my husband. But there's just these things where it's like, no, you did a, I don't know if it was a real, I'm so obsessed with you. And I chuckle every time you curse. I'm like, I'm like this F-bomb girl, like she's really with these F-bombs. I'll be like, this y'all kid though, but whatever. I just told you it's emotional regulation tool. (laughs) (laughs) Like this y'all kid, Lord. So what, you know, what is, but you said something the other day and I was like, absolutely. 
like it's not about deserving things it's not like oh I deserve something Mm. or I don't deserve something it's not about what I deserve it's really about what's due me it's really about my inheritance right and it's about me Mm. having the freedom to say I can have whatever I want to have because my dad said it maybe I didn't work for maybe you're right maybe I did cut the line and I cut the line all the time you know my name and I'm on that stage not because I have gone through the journey that you feel like you need to go through in order to get to a place where you can be on a podcast with the Andrea freaking Crowder right I didn't take all those steps, girl. No, I didn't get on that stage because I took all the steps and I have all the followers. No, I got I got a fast pass because of who I am. Like I got a fast pass because I'm royalty. And so I get to skip the line and I can also have whatever I want. Even if I didn't put in all the work that people think that I need to put in so that I can be deserving of it. And so I just, I want to live in that space. And I want, I want, I want everybody to live in that space, you know? Uh. Me too. I want everyone to live in that space. And I think this goes back to expectation. You expect it. Yeah. You expect that ahead of the line pass from people. Well, let's also add the caveat. You show up and you deliver. Like I have a feeling at least 10 of the clips from this podcast are going to go viral. (laughs) Like The one that you just said, that rant that you just said, I was like, that's getting clipped. That's just going to go viral. I feel it in my bones. Because you're speaking truth. You're speaking, oh, like I'm getting teary-eyed even just saying, like people need to hear this. Their souls are so malnourished because Mm -hmm. of they've been taking these perceptions of supplements and vitamins that are not actually giving them anything. It's like people who are eating a Dorito and thinking that they're getting nutrition just because there's food that's chewing. And like, don't get me wrong. I love me some fucking Doritos, but like, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a vitamin from it. And people are eating but they're not getting nourished with the things that they're hearing in their lives. And like, you just gave so much pure nourishment that I feel like people are so starving for. And that's why you're getting the head of line access on podcasts and on stages, because people are so hungry for this. They've been craving it. They've been done. They're like dying for it literally inside their soul. So yeah, like I used to ask God, I would like visualize myself as I'm laying in bed, going to sleep on a stage with the microphone. And at the time I probably had like 200 Facebook followers and one Instagram follower. Like I was a nobody. I just had some friends in my life that like, I was a normal human being. And I remember just asking God, like, and seeing him like take the stage that I was on and lift it higher and higher and higher and higher. And the higher that the stage got, the further my voice could go. And I said, you put me on that stage and I'll say whatever the hell it is that you want me to say that stage kept getting higher and higher and higher and higher. The little, little stages that I was on kept, got me from a stage in front of 20 people to a hundred people to 200 people from 200, probably all of a sudden to four fucking thousand like, I quantum leaped because I just didn't care. And I said, they grabbed me, the, give me the microphone and I'll say whatever it is you want me to say. You said something at this conference. It was like a Friday night or something. Somebody stood up and you were like, put your feet out, like shoulder width mm-hmm. apart. When I tell you, I took that back to the homies. As soon as I got to the hotel, I was like, <laughs> I don't know who this girl is. Let me tell you what she said. It was so good. <laughs> this, this just so grounded me. I was there. Right. And, and that place got me to here. Yep. Now where I am right now will get me to the next place. Yep. Right. Yep. It's going to get you there. But like you said, I got to show up and do the work. 
I have to show up knowing who I am, have to show up like ready to kill it. It can't be from like a, oh, you know, I, I shouldn't be in this room. I don't deserve to be in this room. I'm like, we both on the stage. Like, I ain't trying to say nothing, you know, but we both got a mic. So <laughs> you're a 10, I'm a 10. <laughs> okay, right. Like she a 10, me too. She got a mic. Okay, well, I got a mic too. We've got to get to that place. And I think sometimes the truth is we're not given all that we have. We're not giving it all that we have because we really don't believe that it's going to work. But if you could just get your mind and your energy, like, right, like, ah, they just don't know how different things could be. And not understanding that before I didn't have any money. All I wanted to do was make money. I have three kids. My husband and I, we live in a, we, we live, we have created a life that requires two incomes. That is the life that we have. We were teen parents. Our kids are grown, but we have a, we kind of have, we have a life. We got people to feed. We got to eat. We don't want to be homeless. These things, right? So when you don't have money, all you can think about is making money, right? So I, yes, I wanted to do great things. Yes. I wanted to serve people, but girl, I needed to make some money because a girl got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Once I started making money, I was like, it's so crazy though. It's so crazy. I was like, you know what? That's cool. That's cool that I'm making money. Like that's wonderful. But my real goal is now to have my voice amplified. Like you said, I want to be a household name. I don't want to be an obscure millionaire and that's fine. I'm not judging anybody. Like everybody got to do their own thing, but I no longer like my goal is not like, oh, I just want to make enough money to do this. No, you ain't even got to like me but I want you to know my name. You can be like, I really don't like her. Cool, but you know my name, don't you? Okay, that's all that matters to me, right? Like I want to, I want my message to be amplified in a way where you're not talking about faith and women in faith and and entrepreneurship and faith and you are not talking about me. That requires you to show up differently and that requires you to be in the right headspace. They'll know my name and I will be heard. Yes. Is what I heard when you said that. Yes, they'll know your name, but like they'll hear you. They don't have to like you, but they're going to hear you. You heard what I said, though. Listen, because it's because it's like you said, people are starving. Souls are so malnourished. And it's just Mm -hmm. like we just keep getting this highly processed nonsense through social media and all the group, like all those things. And people are consuming it and still not understanding. Well, I've consumed all these things. Why isn't my energy changing? Why don't I have a different attitude? Why is nothing changing? Well, because it's fake news, really, right? What you're getting. People need to hear this message. And I'm not going to stop till everybody's heard it, whether they receive it or accept it. And that requires that you move differently. You know, it just requires that we move differently. Unruly and all, it requires that I show up as Mm -hmm. myself. Right. And I'm so unruly. Listen, I'm so unruly as a pastor, like tattoo. Yeah, you are. Like, you know what I mean? First of all, Rachel Luna picked a very nice song for me to come into Confidence Activated. I was like, I'm not walking in on that song. (laughs) She was like, no, she's like, can we get um, Star Fry by Migos? And she was like, what? I was like, yeah unruly like what what kind of pastor is coming in on this like it's a good rap beat let a girl in you know what I mean I think that we have all been called to be that and that's the only way that you are going to truly live out the life that your heart desires because no matter where you are there is something especially if you're not like walking in your purpose there is something that is keeping you bound that is there's something that is like 
smacking you back into place like eh, eh, there's like an eh, eh, spirit around you and it <laughs> requires for you to get unruly in order for you to do it i'm like i love that that that's the name of the pot like i freaking love you i don't know i'm i don't know how i didn't know you before now but i'm obsessed with you now that is Same. Freaking- <laughs> Same. <laughs> i'm obsessed we're like- never gonna not know each other for the rest of our lives for <laughs> sure <laughs> We're going to yep. be 60 and be like, you what? Exactly. I'm like, she's still jumping F-bombs. God bless. Okay. No. Let's roll with no, absolutely you. I absolutely love you. And I love that that is, it's a message that is so necessary. The beautiful thing about choosing to do the, I don't want to say do whatever it takes, but choosing to do the correct thing it takes for you in order to make sure that your basic needs are met. Once those are met, then all of a sudden there's this life of what? do I really feel called to do? And like, there's no way that someone's going to shut me up ever. Like retirement is a joke for me because there's just too many people who are malnourished and bound. Mm -hmm. And I exist for those human beings. Like people talk trash to me on the internet every once in a while. They're like, Oh, that's dumb. You shouldn't say that. Cool. I exist for you. Like you're the person who needs to hear it. And I'm not going to stop talking and I'm going to find 17,000 metaphors to be able to say the same thing to you until one of them clicks in your unconscious. Mm-hmm. Like I'm dedicated, fucking dedicated. You said yes. something earlier about people showing up and they're like, what I was seeing was this person who maybe was trying to take her shot, but she has the mic in her hand and she's speaking with this like very like soft, timid voice. And she's not taking up space. She's not projecting because she doesn't think she has it. She doesn't think that she has the thing in order to cause the fact that she's trying to, and don't look at people like courage. And I, and think that there's not moments where we're like, I don't actually know what to do here. (laughs) (laughs) I said this on another podcast interview yesterday. I got on a client call and look, people pay me at that price. She paid me $1,500 to get on a single call with me. I'm there to get the job done. If you're going to show up and you're going to like, I'm going to cause some sort of massive change for you in 90 minutes. And she got on and I looked at her and I'm staring at her and I'm just going like this. And I'm just like, mm-hmm, with like my stoic Virgo face and inside my head, I'm like, I don't fucking know what to do on this one <laughs> for a second. I genuinely was like, am I going to be able to get this done for her? And the only thing that I had to say to myself in that moment was, well, you're here now and you better fucking try. Mm-hmm. And I got it done for her in 20 minutes, not 90, because I was like, you're here now. She's here. You're here for her. So get your attention off what you think you don't have and put your attention back on her. And when I did that and I was fully focused on who I was there to serve. So good. How I needed to serve her just came to mind. I was given the key that I needed. That's can I tell you how, like, I love, I know I just said, I love you, but I'm just going to say it again. I love you because that's exactly it, right? When we focus on the people we've been called to serve, I'm here to serve this person. I'm on this stage with this mic because somebody needs to, somebody who is sitting in this room needs to hear the message that I have come to deliver. When I think about that, then whenever I'm thinking or feeling about myself just goes out of the window. People think that wealth is selfish. That's selfish. Like Mm -hmm. not fully showing up. That's selfish. That is ego driven. That is self-preservation. That is like pride at like, it's worse. I'm not going to show up 
and serve you because my hair doesn't look right. I'm not going to show up in my full self with this message that I have because I don't look like everybody else. Like that is so, that's so selfish. And when you focus on the person that you've been called to serve, that you know there's somebody out there who, somebody out there needs what you have and you start to focus on that, it becomes way less about all the other crap that keeps you from showing up and more about the people who are leaning in and waiting to be served by you. Those people could not, they have no Fs to give about all the stuff you worried about. They just need a solution, right? Like they just need relief. They just need some transformation. They just need insight. They need a breakthrough. They need something. They don't care how you showed up. They literally do not care how you showed up. They don't care how you showed up. Okay. Now you have a community where can pe- people can be around you. What Tell us about this community. How okay. We'll get more of courage. First of all, I want you to get more of me because this is such a small amount, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I get have- Get more. <laughs> get more, right? I have a community. Um, it's Courageous Disciples Membership. And it's for women who are like, I know that I've been called to do something amazing in this world. And at the same time, I can't get out of my own way. I know that I've been called to do something great and I have all the tools and the resources, but I keep pretending like I don't. So I'm taking 17 more programs in 2023 instead of just showing up to do it. Um, For women of faith, this is a great place for you to be because it's all about courageously doing what you've been called to do. And for people who've been called to the marketplace, that's serving, that's selling, that's making the offers. Um, It's not playing small. So if you want to play small and you want to be placated and all that, this, this ain't this, I don't have the right personality to serve you. Somebody does. I don't have the right personality to serve you. If you need a swift kick in the behind from a place of absolute love, um, then this is the place to be because it is all about you really tapping into your faith to fuel the thing that you've been called to do consistently. So I can show up and I can show up just like myself and kill mm-hmm. it. Cause it's what I've been called to do. And you can take a hit. I think that's another thing. You're going to take a hit out here, but baby, when I tell you, I'm like a weeble, I wobble, but I don't fall down. Your girl can take a hit. Now I can take a hit if you want to be able, because hits are going to come. If you want to be able to take a hit and let your bounce back be a fool, like bounce back is a fool. If you can take a hit and get right back to the thing you've been called to do, then this is the absolute space for you. Anything else, not about the work. Hey, sweet friend, this ain't it. That is not, it's not the right place. Do you you have a podcast? I do have a podcast. Wait, was it, is it called get more courage or get courage or more courage? Like I want to name something that I'm like, I have this name for you. What are, where are we going to put it? What's it called? You know what? Now don't y'all steal this. I think I'm going to put that on a shirt. Like I love that courage. Yes. I'm going to put courage. And then at the bottom, it's going to say, get some, like get some. <laughs> where you just created a whole merch line for you. Let's this go. Is what happens. Like merch income streams. They just fall out of my head and out of my mouth. So like, yes, thank you. I'll send you a shirt as soon as they may. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, The name of my podcast is bold faith. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's what it's about. Like I have, I'm so bold in my faith that I just show up because I really believe like, I, I actually believe I can't lose. And I want other women to get to a place where they are 
seemingly delusional to the rest of the world. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you think you can do that? Yeah, no, I actually really think I can do it. Let's see if I can. And then they go off and do it. And either it works or it doesn't work, but they had the balls to do it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. All right, brush yourself off. What's next, right? Like with that same level of energy. So check us out, Bold Faith. I'm Courage Molina everywhere, at Courage Molina, every place, couragemolina.org. Um, Google it, I'm Courage Molina. Like, I want to get to know you. I want to gas you up. Like, I want to be your hype girl. I want to be your hype girl. Do you know what I mean? I'm hyped. I'm going to go sell something (laughs) as soon as I'm off this call. (laughs) I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to sell immediately. (laughs) Also, if that's you guys, like, literally, whenever I listen to stuff like this, when I'm in dialogue or conversation, my first thought is I need to go sell something with this energy. So if you guys are super hyped and that wasn't your first thought, uh, let me install that now. Go sell something. <laughs> yes. Yes. Me too. I'm I'm like, you know what? Courageous Disciples membership is open. Let me go yes. live and tell the people to get their life and get in it. Yes. So does we done. Get more. Yes. Let's get it. I love it. Okay. No, a whole merch line is coming for you. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I want hats. I want t-shirts, hoodies. Um, we're going to do eventually little teeny towels, like sweat towels. And on it, it's going to say, excuse my drip. So people can like sit on it when they get wet, when they think of the best ideas ever. Our merch might be a little different. Listen, first of all, I love that excuse. First of all, that excuse my drip. I love that. My mother's ringtone when I call her phone, when I call her phone, what plays is, um, who gonna clean this because <laughs> yes. I'm like I have so much drip you know what I'm saying I'm like I say that all the time I'm like you know what that's gonna be your ring tone <laughs> I absolutely love that excuse my drip I need that towel that's yeah. oh well I'll get you one I get a t-shirt you get a drip towel yes. um every time I have an idea I'm like I'm a motherfucking genius first of all yes. like the way that you feel about yourself I'm like every time I get a good idea I'm like does anybody have ideas that are this gold like I borderline narcissist I'm sure I just don't care like I fully <laughs> believe that everything that I create is fucking gold but also that like I said like that certainty It's only because we're so lit by the shit that we care about. And like that level of energy that we bring to it, you guys know that you feel more energized after listening to us than you did before. And so when you guys bring that to your marketplace, when you guys bring these ideas in yours, that's the idea of my program, the muse. It's like when you're so turned on by it, whatever your version of turn on is like, just because you're not going to use branding that says like, excuse my drip and like wet and wop and all of that stuff. Like <laughs> I'm the most me, me, like God made yeah. me this way. And he loves my dirty foul mouth. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell you, like, I absolutely love <laughs> that you are fully embodying who you are. You're like, mm, this is what it is. And the truth is we saw lit cause we got, re- we got receipts, right? Somebody is struggling to show up because you ain't doing nothing. So you don't know you sweet. Like you ain't got no jerk. You ain't like you don't have any receipts because you refuse to do it. And there's no reason for you not to do and serve because you could actually help somebody get transformation. I'm so sweet on me because I know what I can do because I can see because I'm doing the thing right when I'm not doing the thing. eh, Maybe I feel away. But you know that you are a flipping genius. Because when you have an idea and you execute, you're like, okay, you see, 
did something. Like there is, there is something that is produced from that follow through, right? Absolutely. So yes, I'm so like, I'm the best, I'm the hottest thing out here. And the reason I know that is because I'm out here, right? Like I'm actually out here doing the thing. If you got out there and you did a thing, you might feel that way about yourself. You know what I mean? That's why we have this energy because it's like, are we out here? You, I know that you can picture people whose lives have been changed because of what you do. People have had breakthroughs. Like that is, man, that is like, that's the biggest flex. My clients are my flex. And I mean, the transformation that I get for them, that's a yeah. flex. Bump these dollars. You made dollars, but did somebody get transformed? Like show up, do the thing. Do you feel this like... I do love myself and I love people who love themselves. And the only people who are mad, because if you're mad, I'm gonna just say this right now. <laughs> the only Nobody people in just, my audience is mad. No, <laughs> right now, like people who are mad about that, those are people who don't understand like how dope they are. You mm-hmm. mad because I love myself because you don't love yourself at the same level. And that's not a me problem, that's a you problem. But the more I love myself, the more space I have for other amazing human beings, right? to just fully show up as themselves. And like, I don't feel no way. I love that you love you. Cause I feel the same way. Okay. <laughs> I feel this. I have a, I have a sweatshirt that says, um, which my husband hates. He hates this. He does not want me to wear it when I'm out with him. It says, um, I am my own bae. Right. He's like, it gives the impression that I'm single. I'm not single. I'm very married, but I made this sweatshirt because I treat us. He's so spoiled. I absolutely spoil him. I love him. I gas him up. But there have been seasons of my life where I have loved him better than I've loved myself, mm-hmm. right? And I never want to do that again. So I'm my own bae. I'm going to hype myself up. I'm looking at myself in the mirror going like, hey, I see you. Okay, guys, what? Like, I'm doing that because I'm my own bae. And I think it's so important for us to get to that space where we just know how amazing we are. It's from that place that we can serve people at our highest level from that space. We serve and we also liberate. I wrote a long time. I've started writing a book about five times. You guys, I have five iterations of five books that have gone about an intro in for each of them. So I don't know. Somebody's going to help me someday. That's not true. Whole nother topic of conversation, but like, I definitely have some, some books coming out thanks to a previous podcast episode. But one of the things that came through is when I free myself, I free my daughter. When I free my daughter, I free my sister. When I free my sister, I free my community. And when I free my community, community, I free the motherfucking world. And it all starts with freeing myself. Cause That's, you're the vessel. Yeah. <laughs> and because there's no separation, because if I free myself, I am you and you are me and we are one and we are free. I love that. Dude, so many mic drops. I'm so fucking, I'm literally like bumping so many people to get this stuff. I love everyone, but mm, sorry for overheard that. I love all of you guys. You're all my favorite. Fast pass. I just got a fast pass like anointing on my life. I said that when I got, just got a fast pass. You literally did. Anointing (laughs) on my life. Okay. You installed that. You literally told me unconsciously, give me a fast pass as soon as you said that. Cause that's just who you are. That's what you get. It's not about deservingness. Deservingness is a stupid puppet string. No, but none of us needs cut the string. I love you. I'm so glad that I met you. Like me too. I swear. One of the best reasons to have a podcast is like, you guys will make so many new friends. Like, honestly, this is how I collect all my cool people. (laughs) That is 100% true. 100% accurate. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Can we be friends? Yes. Like you can't get into that space without a podcast. Get a podcast. Truly. You're not wrong. Okay. On that note, (laughs) 
Thank you so much. You are such a gem. Everyone check the show notes, go follow courage, join her community, follow her podcast, and also make sure to get on her email list because she has merch coming. <laughs> yes. That was gold. Anyone else freaking out too? I'm Lorelai, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur, and I have a question for you. What if money just responded to you the same way your car does when you step on the gas, turn the steering wheel, or push the brakes? You decide and it just responds. Here's what I mean. Have you ever had the thought or something similar? I need to log in and check my bank account. And you were already stressed before you even knew what the number was, even if you knew you had plenty of money in the bank. What if you could think about your account and you felt nothing? It just occurred to you to check the account and that's what you did and whatever number you see feels neutral or exciting. And you notice that irrational stress that was there before was just gone. Does this happen in other places with money? That's what Andrea's blockbuster program, WAP, Wealth Alignment Patterns, is designed to change the way you think, feel, and act with money. You show up, lean back, and let Andrea whisper the language of your unconscious mind to change how you think and feel about earning, having, holding, investing, and saving money. You'll feel more in charge of your money than ever before, just like this member said. I've literally been in therapy for my entire adult life and have never cleared so much so fast. Head to the show notes to learn more and read the feedback from so many students that have already witnessed the powerful magic of WAP.